You are listening to He That Is Righteous Is Favored of God, part of the 1830 Podcast Network. Find us easily by searching 1830 Podcast Network directly in the Apple Podcasts app, Google Podcasts app, or the Spotify app. Also visit us at facebook.com slash 1830podcastnetwork for more information. Chapter 10 And now it came to pass that Ammon and King Limhi began to consult with the people how they should deliver themselves out of bondage. And even they did cause that all the people should gather themselves together, and this they did that they might have the voice of the people concerning the matter. And it came to pass that they could find no way to deliver themselves out of bondage, except it were to take their women and children and their flocks and their herds and their tents and depart into the wilderness. For the Lamanites being so numerous that it was impossible for the people of Limhi to contend with them, thinking to deliver themselves out of bondage by the sword. Now it came to pass that Gideon went forth and stood before the king and said unto him, Now, O king, thou hast hitherto hearkened unto my words many times when we have been contending with our brethren the Lamanites. And now, O king, if thou hast not found me to be an unprofitable servant, or if thou hast hitherto listened to my words in any degree, and they have been of service to thee, even so I desire that thou wouldst listen to my words at this time, and I will be thy servant, and deliver this people out of bondage. And the king granted unto him that he might speak. And Gideon saith unto him, Behold the back pass through the back wall on the back side of the city. The Lamanites, or the guards of the Lamanites, by night are drunken. Therefore let us send a proclamation among all this people, that they gather together their flocks and herds, that they might drive them into the wilderness by night. And I will go according to thy command, and pay the last tribute of wine to the Lamanites, and they will be drunken, and we will pass through the secret pass on the left of their camp, when they are drunken and asleep." Thus we will depart with our women and our children, our flocks and our herds, into the wilderness, and we will travel around the land of Shilom. And it came to pass that the king hearkened unto the words of Gideon. And it came to pass that King Limhi caused that his people should gather their flocks together, and he sent the tribute of wine to the Lamanites, and he also sent more wine as a present unto them, and they did drink freely of the wine which King Limhi did send unto them. And it came to pass that the people of King Limhi did depart by night into the wilderness with their flocks and their herds, and they went round about the land of Shilom in the wilderness, and bent their course towards the land of Zarahemla, being led by Ammon and his brethren. And they had taken all their gold and silver and their precious things which they could carry, and also their provisions with them into the wilderness, and they pursued their journey. And after being many days in the wilderness, they arrived in the land of Zarahemla, and joined his people, and became his subjects. And it came to pass that Mosiah received them with joy, and he also received their records, and also the records which had been found by the people of Limhi. And now it came to pass, when the Lamanites had found that the people of Limhi had departed out of the land by night, that they sent an army into the wilderness to pursue them. And after they had pursued them two days, they could no longer follow their tracks. Therefore they were lost in the wilderness. Chapter 11 An account of Alma and the people of the Lord, which were driven into the wilderness by the people of King Noah. Now Alma, having been warned of the Lord that the armies of King Noah would come upon them, and had made it known to his people, therefore they gathered together their flocks, and took their grain, and departed into the wilderness before the armies of King Noah. And the Lord did strengthen them, that the people of King Noah could not overtake them to destroy them. And it came to pass that they fled eight days' journey into the wilderness, and they came to a land, yea, even a very beautiful and pleasant land, a land of pure water. And it came to pass that they pitched their tents, and began to till the ground, and began to build buildings, etc. Yea, they were industrious, and did labor exceedingly. And it came to pass that the people were desirous that Alma should be their king, for he was beloved by his people. But he saith unto them, Behold, it is not expedient that we should have a king. For thus saith the Lord, Ye shall not esteem one flesh above another, or one man shall not think himself above another. Therefore I say unto you, it is not expedient that ye should have a king. Nevertheless, if it were possible that ye could always have just men to be your kings, it would be well for you to have a king. But remember the iniquity of King Noah and his priests. And I myself was caught in a snare, and did many things which were abominable in the sight of the Lord, which caused me sore repentance. 
Nevertheless, after much tribulation, the Lord did hear my cries, and did answer my prayers, and hath made me an instrument in his hands, in bringing so many of you to a knowledge of his truth. Nevertheless, in this I do not glory, for I am unworthy to glory of myself. And now I say unto you, as you have been oppressed by King Noah, and have been in bondage to him and his priests, and have been brought into iniquity by them, therefore ye were bound with the bands of iniquity. And now as ye have been delivered by the power of God out of these bonds, yea, even out of the hands of King Noah and his people, and also from the bonds of iniquity, even so I desire that ye should stand fast in this liberty wherewith ye have been made free, and that ye trust no man to be a king over you, and also trusting no one to be your teacher nor your minister, except he be a man of God, walking in his ways and keeping his commandments. Thus did Alma teach his people, that every man should love his neighbor as himself, that there should be no contention among them. And now Alma was their high priest, he being the founder of their church. And it came to pass that none received authority to preach or to teach, except it were by him from God. Therefore he consecrated all their priests, and all their teachers, and none were consecrated, except they were just men." Therefore they did watch over their people, and did nourish them with things pertaining to righteousness. And it came to pass that they began to prosper exceedingly in the land, and they called the land Helam. And it came to pass that they did multiply and prosper exceedingly in the land of Helam, and they built a city which they called the city of Helam. Nevertheless the Lord seeth fit to chasten his people, yea, he trieth their patience and their faith." Nevertheless, whosoever putteth his trust in him, the same shall be lifted up at the last day. Yea, and thus it was with this people. For behold, I will show unto you that they were brought into bondage, and none could deliver them but the Lord their God, yea, even the God of Abraham, and of Isaac, and of Jacob. And it came to pass that he did deliver them, and he did shew forth his mighty power unto them, and great were their rejoicings. For behold, it came to pass that while they were in the land of Helam, yea, in the city of Helam, while tilling the land round about, behold, an army of the Lamanites were in the borders of the land. Now it came to pass that the brethren of Alma fled from their fields, and gathered themselves together into the city of Helam, and they were much frightened because of the appearance of the Lamanites. But Alma went forth and stood among them, and exhorted them that they should not be frightened, but that they should remember the Lord their God, and he would deliver them. Therefore they hushed their fears, and began to cry unto the Lord, that he would soften the hearts of the Lamanites, that they would spare them, and their wives, and their children. And it came to pass that the Lord did soften the hearts of the Lamanites. And Alma and his brethren went forth, and delivered themselves up into their hands, and the Lamanites took possession of the land of Helam. Now the armies of the Lamanites, which had followed after the people of King Limhi, had been lost in the wilderness for many days. And behold, they had found those priests of King Noah in a place which they called Amulon, and they had begun to possess the land of Amulon, and had begun to till the ground. Now the name of the leader of those priests was Amulon, and it came to pass that Amulon did plead with the Lamanites, and he also sent forth their wives, which were the daughters of the Lamanites, to plead with their brethren, that they should not destroy their husbands. And it came to pass that the Lamanites had compassion on Amulon and his brethren, and did not destroy them because of their wives. And Amulon and his brethren did join the Lamanites, and they were traveling in the wilderness in search of the land of Nephi, when they discovered the land of Helam, which was possessed by Alma and his brethren. And it came to pass that the Lamanites promised unto Alma and his brethren, that if they would shew them the way which led to the land of Nephi, that they would grant unto them their lives and their liberty. But it came to pass that after Alma had shown them the way that led to the land of Nephi, the Lamanites would not keep their promise, but they set guards round about the land of Helam over Alma and his brethren. And the remainder of them went to the land of Nephi, and a part of them returned to the land of Helam, and also brought with them the wives and the children of the guards which had been left in the land. And the king of the Lamanites had granted unto Amulon that he should be a king and a ruler over his people which were in the land of Helam. Nevertheless, he should have no power to do anything contrary to the will of the king of the Lamanites. And it came to pass that Amulon did gain favor in the eyes of the king of the Lamanites. Therefore the king of the Lamanites granted unto him and his brethren that they should be appointed teachers over his people. Yea, even over the people which were in the land of Shemlon, and in the land of Shilom, and in the land of Amulon. 
for the Lamanites had taken possession of all these lands. Therefore the king of the Lamanites had appointed kings over all these lands. And now the name of the king of the Lamanites was Laman, being called after the name of his father, and therefore he was called King Laman. And he was king over a numerous people, and he appointed teachers of the brethren of Amulon in every land which was possessed by his people. And thus the language of Nephi began to be taught among all the people of the Lamanites, and they were a people friendly one with another. Nevertheless they knew not God, neither did the brethren of Amulon teach them anything concerning the Lord their God, neither the law of Moses. Nor did they teach them the words of Abinadi, but they taught them that they should keep their record, and that they might write one to another. And thus the Lamanites began to increase in riches, and began to trade one with another, and wax great, and began to be a cunning and a wise people as to the wisdom of the world. Yea, a very cunning people, delighting in all manner of wickedness and plunder, except it were among their own brethren. And now it came to pass that Amulon began to exercise authority over Alma and his brethren, and began to persecute him, and caused that his children should persecute their children. For Amulon knew Alma, that he had been one of the king's priests, and that it was he that believed the words of Abinadi, and was driven out before the king. And therefore he was wroth with him, for he was subject to King Laman. Yet he exercised authority over them, and put tasks upon them, and put taskmasters over them. And it came to pass that so great were their afflictions that they began to cry mightily to God. And it came to pass that Amulon commanded them that they should stop their cries, and he put guards over them to watch them, that whosoever should be found calling upon God should be put to death. And it came to pass that Alma and his people did not raise their voices to the Lord their God, but did pour out their hearts to him, and he did know the thoughts of their hearts. And it came to pass that the voice of the Lord came to them in their afflictions, saying, Lift up your heads, and be of good comfort. For I know of the covenant which ye have made unto me, and I will covenant with this my people, and deliver them out of bondage. And I will ease the burdens which are put upon your shoulders, that even you cannot feel them upon your backs, even while you are in bondage. And this will I do, that ye may stand as witnesses for me hereafter, and that ye may know of a surety that I, the Lord God, do visit my people in their afflictions. And now it came to pass that the burdens which were laid upon Alma and his brethren were made light. Yea, the Lord did strengthen them that they could bear up their burdens with ease, and they did submit cheerfully and with patience to all the will of the Lord. And it came to pass that so great was their faith and their patience, that the voice of the Lord came unto them again, saying, Be of good comfort, for on the morrow I will deliver thee out of bondage. And he saith unto Alma, Thou shalt go before this people, and I will go with thee, and deliver this people out of bondage. Now it came to pass that Alma and his people in the night time gathered their flocks together, and also of their grain, yea, even all the night time were they gathering their flocks together. And in the morning the Lord caused a deep sleep to come upon the Lamanites, yea, and all their taskmasters were in a profound sleep. And it came to pass that Alma and his people departed into the wilderness, and when they had traveled all day, they pitched their tents in a valley, and they called the name of the valley Alma, because he led their way in the wilderness. Yea, and in the valley of Alma they poured out their thanks to God, because he had been merciful unto them, and eased their burdens, and had delivered them out of bondage. For they were in bondage, and none could deliver them except it were the Lord their God." And they gave thanks to God, yea, all their men, and all their women, and all their children that could speak, lifted their voices in the praises of their God. And now the Lord said unto Alma, Haste thee, and get thou and this people out of this land, for the Lamanites have awakened, and do pursue thee. Therefore get thee out of this land, and I will stop the Lamanites in this valley, that they come no further in pursuit of this people." And it came to pass that they departed out of the valley, and took their journey into the wilderness. And it came to pass that after they had been in the wilderness twelve days, they arrived to the land of Zarahemla, and King Mosiah did also receive them with joy. And now King Mosiah caused that all the people should be gathered together. Now there were not so many of the children of Nephi, or so many of those which were descendants of Nephi, as there were of the people of Zarahemla, which was a descendant of Mulek, and those which came with him into the wilderness. And there were not so many of the people of Nephi and of the people of Zarahemla, as there were of the Lamanites, yea, they were not half so numerous. 
And now all the people of Nephi were assembled together, and also all the people of Zarahemla, and they were gathered together in two bodies. And it came to pass that Mosiah did read, and caused to be read, the records of Zenith to his people. Yea, he read the records of the people of Zenith from the time they left the land of Zarahemla until the time they returned again. And he also read the account of Alma and his brethren and all their afflictions from the time they left the land of Zarahemla until the time they returned again. And now when Mosiah had made an end of reading the records, his people which tarried in the land were struck with wonder and amazement, for they knew not what to think. For when they beheld those that had been delivered out of bondage, they were filled with exceeding great joy. And again when they thought of their brethren which had been slain by the Lamanites, they were filled with sorrow, and even shed many tears of sorrow. And again, when they thought of the immediate goodness of God and his power in delivering Alma and his brethren out of the hands of the Lamanites and of bondage, they did raise their voices and gave thanks to God. And again, when they thought upon the Lamanites, which were their brethren, of their sinful and polluted state, they were filled with pain and anguish for the welfare of their souls. And it came to pass that when those which were the children of Amulon and his brethren, which had taken to wife the daughters of the Lamanites, they were displeased with the conduct of their fathers. And they would no longer be called by the names of their fathers. Therefore they took upon themselves the name of Nephi, that they might be called the children of Nephi, and be numbered among those which were called Nephites. And now all the people of Zarahemla were numbered with the Nephites, and this because the kingdom had been conferred upon none but those which were descendants of Nephi. And now it came to pass that when Mosiah had made an end of speaking and reading to the people, he desired that Alma should also speak to the people. And it came to pass that Alma did speak unto them, when they were assembled together in large bodies. And he went from one body to another, preaching unto the people repentance and faith on the Lord. And he did exhort the people of Limhi and their brethren, all those that had been delivered out of bondage, that they should remember that it was the Lord that did deliver them. And it came to pass that after Alma had taught the people many things, and had made an end of speaking to them, that King Limhi was desirous that he might be baptized, and all his people were desirous that they might be baptized also. Therefore Alma did go forth into the water and did baptize them. Yea, he did baptize them after the manner he did his brethren in the waters of Mormon. Yea, and as many as he did baptize did belong to the church of God, and this because of their belief on the words of Alma. And it came to pass that King Mosiah granted unto Alma that he might establish churches throughout all the land of Zarahemla, and gave him power to ordain priests and teachers over every church. Now this was done because there were so many people that they could not all be governed by one teacher, neither could they all hear the word of God in one assembly. Therefore they did assemble themselves together in different bodies, being called churches. Every church having their priests and their teachers, and every priest preaching the word according as it was delivered to him by the mouth of Alma. And thus notwithstanding there being many churches, they were all one church, yea, even the church of God. For there was nothing preached in all the churches except it were repentance and faith in God. And now there were seven churches in the land of Zarahemla. And it came to pass that whosoever was desirous to take upon them the name of Christ, or of God, they did join the churches of God, and they were called the people of God. And the Lord did pour out his Spirit upon them, and they were blessed, and prospered in the land. Now it came to pass that there were many of the rising generation that could not understand the words of King Benjamin, being little children at the time, he spake unto his people, and they did not believe the tradition of their fathers. They did not believe what had been said concerning the resurrection of the dead, neither did they believe concerning the coming of Christ. And now because of their unbelief, they could not understand the word of God, and their hearts were hardened. And they would not be baptized, neither would they join the church. And they were a separate people as to their faith, and remained so ever after, even in their carnal and sinful state, for they would not call upon the Lord their God. And now in the reign of Mosiah they were not half so numerous as the people of God, but because of the dissensions among the brethren they became more numerous. For it came to pass that they did deceive many with their flattering words which were in the church, and did cause them to commit many sins. Therefore it became expedient that those who committed sin that were in the church should be admonished by the church. 
And it came to pass that they were brought before the priests and delivered up unto the priests by the teachers. And the priests brought them before Alma, which was the high priest. Now King Mosiah had given Alma the authority over the church. And it came to pass that Alma did not know concerning them, for there were many witnesses against them. Yea, the people stood and testified of their iniquity in abundance. Now there had not any such thing happened before in the church. Therefore Alma was troubled in his spirit, and he caused that they should be brought before the king. And he saith unto the king, Behold, here are many which we have brought before thee, which are accused of their brethren, yea, and they have been taken in diverse iniquities, and they do not repent of their iniquities. Therefore we have brought them before thee, that thou may judge them according to their crimes. But king Mosiah saith unto Alma, Behold, I judge them not. Therefore I deliver them into thy hands to be judged. And now the spirit of Alma was again troubled, and he went and inquired of the Lord what he should do concerning this matter, for he feared that he should do wrong in the sight of God. And it came to pass that after he had poured out his whole soul to God, the voice of the Lord came to him, saying, Blessed art thou, Alma, and blessed are they which were baptized in the waters of Mormon. Thou art blessed because of thy exceeding faith and the words alone of my servant Abinadi. And blessed are they because of their exceeding faith and the words alone which thou hast spoken unto them. And blessed art thou because thou hast established a church among this people, and they shall be established, and they shall be my people. Yea, blessed is this people which are willing to bear my name, for in my name shall they be called, and they are mine. And because thou hast inquired of me concerning the transgressor, thou art blessed. Thou art my servant, and I covenant with thee, that thou shalt have eternal life, and thou shalt serve me, and go forth in my name, and shall gather together my sheep. And he that will hear my voice shall be my sheep, and him shall ye receive into the church, and him also will I receive. For behold, this is my church. Whosoever that is baptized shall be baptized unto repentance. And whosoever ye receive shall believe in my name, and him will I freely forgive. For it is I that taketh upon me the sins of the world. For it is I that hath created them, and it is I that granteth unto him that believeth in the end a place at my right hand. For behold, in my name are they called, and if they know me, they shall come forth, and shall have a place eternally at my right hand. And it shall come to pass that when the second trump shall sound, then shall they that never knew me come forth, and shall stand before me. And then shall they know that I am the Lord their God, and I am their Redeemer, but they would not be redeemed. And then will I confess unto them that I never knew them, and they shall depart into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Therefore I say unto you, that he that will not hear my voice, the same shall ye not receive into my church, for him I will not receive at the last day. Therefore I say unto you, Go, and whosoever transgresseth against me, him shall ye judge according to the sins which he hath committed. And if he confess his sins before thee and me, and repenteth in the sincerity of his heart, him shall ye forgive, and I will forgive him also. Yea, and as often as my people repent, will I forgive them their trespasses against me. And ye shall also forgive one another your trespasses. For verily I say unto you, He that forgiveth not his neighbor's trespasses, when he saith that he repenteth, the same hath brought himself under condemnation. Now I say unto you, Go, and whosoever will not repent of his sins, the same shall not be numbered among my people, and this shall be observed from this time forward. And it came to pass, when Alma had heard these words, he wrote them down that he might have them, and that he might judge the people of that church according to the commandments of God. And it came to pass that Alma went and judged those that had been taken in iniquity, according to the word of the Lord. And whosoever repented of their sins and did confess them, them he did number among the people of the church. And them that would not confess their sins and repent of their iniquity, the same were not numbered among the people of the church, and their names were blotted out. And it came to pass that Alma did regulate all the affairs of the church. And they began again to have peace and to prosper exceedingly in the affairs of the church, walking circumspectly before God, receiving many and baptizing many. And now all these things did Alma and his fellow laborers do, which were over the church, walking in all diligence, teaching the word of God in all things, suffering all manner of afflictions, being persecuted by all those who did not belong to the church of God. 
and they did admonish their brethren, and they were also admonished every one by the word of God, according to his sins, or to the sins which he had committed, being commanded of God to pray without ceasing, and to give thanks in all things. And now it came to pass that the persecutions which were inflicted on the church by the unbelievers became so great that the church began to murmur and complain to their leaders concerning the matter, and they did complain to Alma. And Alma laid the case before their king Mosiah, and Mosiah consulted with his priests. And it came to pass that King Mosiah sent a proclamation throughout the land round about, that there should not any unbeliever persecute any of those which belonged to the church of God. And there was a strict command throughout all the churches, that there should be no persecutions among them, that there should be an equality among all men, that they should let no pride nor haughtiness disturb their peace, that every man should esteem his neighbor as himself, laboring with their own hands for their support. Yea, and all their priests and teachers should labor with their own hands for their support, in all cases, save it were in sickness or in much want, and doing these things they did abound in the grace of God. And there began to be much peace again in the land, and the people began to be very numerous, and began to scatter abroad upon the face of the earth. Yea, on the north and on the south, on the east and on the west, building large cities and villages in all quarters of the land. And the Lord did visit them and prosper them, and they became a large and a wealthy people. Now the sons of Mosiah were numbered among the unbelievers, and also one of the sons of Alma was numbered among them, he being called Alma after his father. Nevertheless, he became a very wicked and an idolatrous man. And he was a man of many words, and did speak much flattery to the people. Therefore he led many of the people to do after the manner of his iniquities. And he became a great hinderment to the prosperity of the church of God, stealing away the hearts of the people, causing much dissension among the people, giving a chance for the enemy of God to exercise his power over them. And now it came to pass that while he was going about to destroy the church of God, he did go about secretly with the sons of Mosiah, seeking to destroy the church and to lead astray the people of the Lord, contrary to the commandments of God, or even the king. And as I said unto you, as they were going about rebelling against God, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto them, and he descended as it were in a cloud, and he spake as it were with the voice of thunder, which caused the earth to shake upon which they stood. And so great was their astonishment that they fell to the earth and understood not the words which he spake unto them. Nevertheless he cried again, saying, Alma, arise and stand forth, for why persecutest thou the church of God? For the Lord hath said, This is my church, and I will establish it, and nothing shall overthrow it, save it is the transgression of my people. And again the angel saith, Behold, the Lord hath heard the prayers of his people, and also the prayers of his servant Alma, which is thy father. For he hath prayed with much faith concerning thee, that thou mightest be brought to the knowledge of the truth. Therefore, for this purpose have I come to convince thee of the power and authority of God, that the prayers of his servants might be answered according to their faith. And now, behold, can ye dispute the power of God? For behold, doth not my voice shake the earth? And can ye not also behold me before you? And I am sent from God. Now I say unto thee, Go. And remember the captivity of thy fathers in the land of Helam, and in the land of Nephi, and remember how great things he hath done for them, for they were in bondage, and he hath delivered them. And now I say unto thee, Alma, go thy way, and seek to destroy the church no more, that their prayers may be answered, and this, even if thou wilt of thyself, be cast off. And now it came to pass that these were the last words which the angel spake unto Alma, and he departed. And now Alma and those that were with him fell again to the earth, for great was their astonishment, for with their own eyes they had beheld an angel of the Lord, and his voice was as thunder which shook the earth. And they knew that there was nothing save the power of God that could shake the earth and cause it to tremble as though it would part asunder. And now the astonishment of Alma was so great that he became dumb that he could not open his mouth, Yea, and he became weak, even that he could not move his hands. Therefore he was taken by those that were with him, and carried helpless, even until he was laid before his father. 
And they rehearsed unto his father all that had happened unto them. And his father rejoiced, for he knew that it was the power of God. And he caused that a multitude should be gathered together, that they might witness what the Lord had done for his son, and also for those that were with him. And he caused that the priests should assemble themselves together, and they began to fast and to pray to the Lord their God, that he would open the mouth of Alma, that he might speak, and also that his limbs might receive their strength, that the eyes of the people might be opened to see and know of the goodness and glory of God. And it came to pass, after they had fasted and prayed for the space of two days and two nights, the limbs of Alma received their strength, and he stood up and began to speak unto them, bidding them to be of good comfort. For said he, I have repented of my sins, and have been redeemed of the Lord. Behold, I am born of the Spirit. And the Lord said unto me, Marvel not that all mankind, yea, men and women, all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people, must be born again. Yea, born of God, changed from their carnal and fallen state to a state of righteousness, being redeemed of God, becoming his sons and daughters, and thus they become new creatures, and unless they do this, they can in no wise inherit the kingdom of God. I say unto you, unless this be the case, they must be cast off, and this I know, because I was like to be cast off. Nevertheless, after waiting through much tribulation, repenting nigh unto death, the Lord in mercy hath seen fit to snatch me out of an everlasting burning, and I am born of God. My soul hath been redeemed from the gall of bitterness and bonds of iniquity. I was in the darkest abyss, but now I behold the marvelous light of God. My soul was racked with eternal torment, but I am snatched and my soul is pained no more. I rejected my Redeemer, and denied that which had been spoken of by our fathers. But now that they may foresee that he will come, and that he remembereth every creature of his creating, he will make himself manifest unto all. Yea, every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess before him. Yea, even at the last day, when all men shall stand to be judged of him, then shall they confess that he is God." Then shall they confess, who live without God in the world, that the judgment of an everlasting punishment is just upon them. And they shall quake and tremble and shrink beneath the glance of his all-searching eye. And now it came to pass that Alma began from this time forward to teach the people, and those which were with Alma at the time the angel appeared unto them, traveling round about through all the land, publishing to all the people the things which they had heard and seen, and preaching the word of God in much tribulation, being greatly persecuted by those which were unbelievers, being smitten by many of them. But notwithstanding all this, they did impart much consolation to the church, confirming their faith, and exhorting them with long-suffering and much travail to keep the commandments of God. And four of them were the sons of Mosiah, and their names were Ammon, and Aaron, and Omner, and Hemni. These were the names of the sons of Mosiah. And after they had traveled throughout all the land of Zarahemla, and among all the people which were under the reign of King Mosiah, zealously striving to repair all the injuries which they had done to the church, confessing all their sins, and publishing all the things which they had seen, and explaining the prophecies and the scriptures to all who desired to hear them, and thus they were instruments in the hands of God, and bringing many to the knowledge of the truth, yea, to the knowledge of their Redeemer. And how blessed are they, for they did publish peace, they did publish good tidings of good, and they did declare unto the people that the Lord reigneth. Come unto me.
shall find rest unto your soul. Hey, chapter 10 and 11. There is nothing in my Book of Mormon worth highlighting in chapter 10, which sounds terrible. Uh, but I, I did not highlight anything. But there is a lesson in chapter 10, and it ties to that group that followed Limhi that, that did not follow Alma. Let's say it that way. They were not the ones that were inspired by the writings of prof, uh, and the prophecies of Abinadi. And uh, uh, I shouldn't say writings, but the prophecies of Abinadi and the, the teachings of Alma who left and went their own, that, that separate group that separated and said, we're going to be righteous because we're getting away from these guys. So you have this group of Alma that's out there and you also have this group of, uh, that was with King Limhi and, and both groups make it back to Zarahemla and both groups go about it in very different ways. One of them is constantly have, has God's blessings and the other group is being punished for their sins by God. And so there's, there's, a one that's very painful and, and it's their direct opposites. One of them has a bunch of burdens placed on them and they just suffer and suffer and suffer. And yet that's what it took for them to come to God. And the other group turned to God right away and their sufferings, their burdens were made light and they were traveling in the wilderness and they were, they were, uh, protected by God. They were warned to, Hey, get up and get going. They were warned. Well, I don't know how much of that story, but, but the group of Alma all along the way, God was directing them and protecting them and easing their burdens and watching out for them. This group that was with King Limhi, even though both groups were were becoming more righteous, I, I guess, in King Limhi's sense, but they, they made a covenant. They changed their ways under a righteous leader, but it was not... Uh, it's just not the same story, but both groups make it back to Zarahemla. So there's a parallel. There's a You can do it God's way, or you can try to do it your way and, and try to to learn on God on lean on God on your own. But if you're not living righteously, it, it, you know you can still get there. He will still work with you. He, but you're, it's going to be more painful. Essentially, is the is the lesson of that story of chapter ten, and and the and the story of that group of Limhi, and they finally make it back to Zarahemla. God, I think God blessed them along the way. It's just that he didn't he didn't absolve them of any of the the burdens of life that they had to go through to learn their lessons and to pay for the, the sins of, of their past and their life choices brought them to this point where, where a lot of their loved ones died, a lot of their burdens and, and, and wars that they went through, they were just pounded into and, and pounded into submission is, is the way until finally through it all, they, they finally turned to God. But the, the group with Alma was not like that. So somewhere in there is a lesson for something that doesn't have a lot highlighted in chapter 10. I just spoke a lot about chapter 10. But uh, let's move on to chapter 11. The first verse I have in chapter 11 is verse 3. And this is from an excerpt from uh, Book of Mormon Companion by Don McAndrew. This is 11.3. And I'm going to read this onion skin that is inserted into my father's Book of Mormon. Uh, this is chapter 59 of a Book of Mormon Companion uh, in reference to... But this is a, an excerpt. So uh, to the eight day journey described here, add from verse 69 that they traveled all one day before they made camp. The next morning, verse 73, they broke camp and traveled in the wilderness 12 more days and arrived in the land of Zarahemla. The story of Alma's journey from the highlands of Lehi Nephi uh, through the wilderness gives us a definite clue as to the distance between the original home of the Nephites and the land of Zarahemla. Their time of travel amounted to eight days, one full day, and then 12 more, so 21 in all. To imagine them covering more than 200 miles would be preposterous. 200 miles, roughly the distance between the highlands of Guatemala and the great lowlands of southern Mexico. This story of Alma's journey is the clue, is the glue that cements together the fragments of geographical data found in the Book of Mormon. The hypothesis most consistent with such geographical clues identifies the narrow neck of land to be the Isthmus of Tehuantepec. Tehuantepec, I don't know how to say that, in southern Mexico. This places the bulk of Book of Mormon geography in Mesoamerica. Alma's journey would identify the southern reaches to extend into Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras, while the desolate cities of the Jaredites stretched northward into central Mexico. So that verse, uh, according in, in Don McAndrew's study, that verse 11.3 and, and the story of Alma and how they traveled, 
and how many days traveled is the distance from the land of Lehi and the land of Zarahemla. And they said they did it in 20 days with their, their kids and their crops and everything. So that's our clue as to where these areas are. And this is why they say it takes place where they say it takes place down there in, in southern Mexico and in those uh, states. So that being said, Book of Mormon Companion, there is your insert. Verse 15 is my next highlight. And also trusting no one to be your teacher, nor your minister, except he be a man of God, walking in his ways and keeping his commandments. This is interesting. This is so verse 15, he's Alma is telling them, don't trust anyone to be your teacher, nor your minister, except he be a man of God, walking in his ways and keeping his commandments. I, I think that puts a burden on any minister out there. The, the example you're setting the requirements you have now that you've taken upon you this calling, accepted this calling, is, uh, you know, we're watching you. If you aren't a man of God, you should not be our minister. If you aren't walking in his ways and keeping his commandments, you should not be, I should not trust you to be a minister of God. That that That's what that tells me. Now, I think it's referring primarily to uh, ministry in other churches. Ministry in, in uh, uh, you know, talking about the, the King Noah's ministry, right? They were obviously not the type you, you go to for, for guidance, spiritual guidance. But the the gist of it, the, the purpose of this scripture puts a lot of um, burden on our ministry. If you're going to take this calling, you have to walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk. And... And uh, this verse kind of confirms that. Let's turn to verse 23. My next highlight. Nevertheless, the Lord seeth fit to chasten his people. Yea, he trieth their patience and their faith. Nevertheless, whosoever putteth his trust in him, the same shall be lifted up at the last day. You know, this speaks to that uh, group of, of Lim, the Limhi group. They had to... The Lord chastened them with with their patience and their faith in Him, um, or their lack of faith in Him earlier, and so so they were chastened to to come to that faith. This is a rough rough lesson that we all have to learn, right? The chastening of the Lord, and He does it to try our patience and our faith. Maybe we have faith. Maybe we trust that everything will be right. We we trust God, but do we have the patience that goes with it? That's that's harder to do for, for some of us, but patience and faith are tied together in this, these two verses. And if you trust him, that means you have patience and faith. So it ties together, trust, patience, and faith. That's why I like this. So trust, patience, and faith are kind of all the keys in this. And I think trust is more than just faith, but having patience. My next verse is on page 278. So we're going to turn two pages. Uh, verse 59 and Alma and his people did not raise their voices to the Lord, their God, but did pour out their hearts to him. And he did know the thoughts of their hearts. You know, we're told constantly in scriptures that to have a prayer in our heart, that we are going to be judged by the thoughts of our mind in the book of Mormon confirms that in several places. Uh, And these people, they poured out their hearts to him. They, they they kept the guards to watch them because they weren't allowed to pray, but they kept raising their voices to the Lord their God, or they did not raise their voices, and they poured out their hearts instead. It's, it reminds me of that verse, who can separate us from the love of God? You know, he can hear your heart, and he can judge your thoughts. So this is another one of those verses that confirms that. Verse 61, and I will ease, and I will also ease the burdens which are put upon your shoulders, that even you cannot feel them upon your backs even while you are in bondage. This is the story of Alma's group. They had this, you know, you compare it to King Lemhi's group and Alma's righteous group had it easier. They just did. The Lord blessed them. In verse 63, the burdens were made light. And 64, yea, the Lord did strengthen them that they could bear up their burdens with ease and they did submit cheerfully and with patience to all the will of the Lord. So was it were they submitting cheerfully and patiently to these Lamanites? Yes, but not necessarily directly to them, but it was to the will of the Lord. It's like the, the Lamanites didn't even exist. They pray, poured their hearts out to God and they accepted this, these burdens and they were made easy and, and they, 
they were accepting the will of the Lord, not the will of the Lamanites, right? Their taskmasters, their their boss, their burdens of this world, who are, fill in with the blank, right? They trusted God and they submitted to his will and he made their burdens light. Let's turn, let's, uh, 72 is my next verse. And they gave thanks to God, yea, all their men and all their women and all their children that could speak lifted their voices in the praises of their God. That hits me. It strikes me. Um, not a one of them did not utter a word of praise to God. Everyone that could speak. You know, when this uh, this uh, social distancing ends and we all go back to church, I just have this vision, this hope that uh, of a service where we all get back together and and... It would just it would just be neat if this happens, right? And everyone that can speak, say a prayer, voice it, vocalize it, give a testimony, share your blessing, tell God you're grateful to see your brothers and sisters again. Give praise to God when you when we come back together. And I just I'm affected by that verse. Everyone that could speak did. Every man, woman, and child that could speak praised their God. Uh, verse 97, and it came to pass that King Mosiah granted unto Alma that he might establish churches throughout all the land of Zarahemla and gave him power to ordain priests and teachers over every church. And now this continues. Uh, I'm going to go also down to verse 103, but I have all these verses. High. Well, let's go 100. And thus, notwithstanding there being many churches, they were all one church. Uh, so that kind of ties into it. They had a, they had a lot of different locals, but they were all one church. Uh, they had seven locals, it, it turns out. But uh, and now let's read verse 103. And it came to pass that whosoever were desirous to take upon them the name of Christ or of God, they did join the churches of God, and they were called the people of God. And the Lord did pour out his spirit upon them, and they were blessed and prospered in the land. So we get this first reference to the name of Christ, that they took upon them the name of Christ. So I have name of Christ underlined. And then right after it says, or of God. So this time period of the church of Christ, it's, it's still law of Moses time, but they, they knew of Christ and they were worshiping him as part of that. It wasn't about the God of Abraham. It was the church of Christ. And I think it's special. There's, it's distinct. I like that this existed here. There's more to it. I, I love the story of the Book of Mormon. I love that it preaches Christ, even before anyone else in the world was preaching Christ. I mean, we had prophecies of it that the Jews didn't understand or or get, but over here in America, they were they were teaching Christ. Verse one hundred seven. And now, because of their unbelief, they could not understand the word of God, and their hearts were hardened. Unbelief is is tough. That is a tough one. It's tough for me. It's just, uh, it's a struggle. Um, there's a verse, uh, yea, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. It's almost like they're two different things. I know you can, but I don't believe you will. What, what is that? What I know, I believe you can, but I don't know if you will. So I don't believe you, you know, what is tied together and we separate them and unbelief that they might be two different things, right? Your unbelief that he loves you, your unbelief in, in what? But somehow this unbelief is distinct here. And it's it's this unbelief that that caused them to not understand the word of God and their hearts were hardened. Uh, unbelief is a good good study there. So but that's I have this verse highlighted and I and I worry about unbelief. And I think belief is one thing, faith is one thing, true, you know, trust but then there's this unbelief, even if the most tr uh, trusting and faithful can fall a victim to it. The next verse I have is at the title of the page I wrote in there is forgiveness on page 283. Chapter 11, roughly around verses 121. Oh boy, through, through, through the next three pages. Let's start with verse 121. After he had poured out, and then this is the the part I have underlined after he had poured out his whole soul to God, the voice of the Lord came to him saying, blessed art thou Alma and blessed are they who were baptized in the waters of Mormon. 
Thou art blessed because of thy exceeding faith and the words alone of my servant Abinadi. We hear that theme a lot, and the words alone. Uh, uh, some of us, some of them had Christ in front of them, and they believed. And I think he references that blessed, more blessed are they who believe only on the words. Uh, and blessed are they uh, because of their exceeding faith and the words alone which thou hast spoken unto them. That's the verse I was looking for. But it says a similar lesson in the Bible. And I like that he poured his whole soul to God, poured out his whole soul to God. That's uh, hard to do. I don't know that if I've ever, I imagine if you had, you would be rewarded. And maybe there's a, there's a wall there that some of us have. And I'm speaking out of my own experience too, that that's, uh, how do I do that? What, if that's required of me, I, I, I commend anyone who has done it. I, I guess I don't know how to pour out my whole soul to God. I just, uh. I pray and I'm patiently wait. And then I don't sit around and wait for an answer. I, I have to trust that I will be blessed and I take steps forward. Right. I'm not like one of these people who uh, can insist that God gives them a blessing, nor do I have the the patience, I guess, to, to pour out my whole soul. I don't know. The, there's a, there's an aspect to that, that just, just uh, it befuddles me. I don't understand it all. Verse 125, Yea, blessed is this people who are willing to bear my name, for in my name shall they be called, and they are mine. I just, the, the thought and the context of they are mine, they belong to me, this one is mine. You know, when, when you stand at the judgment bar of God and Christ claims you as his, that whole, any any scriptures that, that have that in there are, are, are touching to me. They're, they're, they're worth highlighting. Blessed is this people who are willing to bear my name, for in my name shall they be called, and they are mine. Verse 130, And whosoever ye receive shall believe in my name, and him will I freely forgive. That's that's the that's it. That's the the category. That's that's the you're gonna confess your sins, but if you're who the for baptism or for receiving them, and they shall believe in my name, I will forgive them. And so that's kind of a simple Simple way to be forgiven. And and it says, I will freely forgive them. Uh, Alma had this tough, you know, the struggle before him. He has to go out and judge matters. And and Christ or God or, or the, the message he got from the Spirit is, you believe in me and I will freely forgive you. There is, it's like there's just, do they repent? Then, they're, then that's it. And they're freely forgiven. That's, there's nothing really complicated to it. Uh, verse 133, uh, this verse, so when you get to the last days and you're talking about the revelation of John, this says this in this verse, I'm going to read this, the second trump shall sound and they that never knew me shall come, will that never knew me come forth. Then shall they that never knew me come forth and shall stand before me. This, so the second group is not the group you want to be in. It's confirmed here in the book of Mormon in this verse, if you ever should study that. And here's the part I don't like is uh, verse 135. Uh, and then will I confess unto them that I never knew them and they shall depart into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. That's uh, rough, uh, rough imagery there. You're going to be grouped into that bunch. Therefore, I say unto you, verse 136, therefore, I say unto you, that he that will not hear my voice, the same shall ye not receive into my church. For him I will not receive at the last day. So that was the qualification that Alma was given. If you're not going to hear the voice, if you're not going to respond to the the teachings of the church, then don't receive them into the church. But in verse 138, And if he confesses sins before thee and me, and repenteth in the sincerity of his heart, him shall ye forgive, and I will forgive him also. Yea, and as often as my people repent, will I forgive them their trespasses against me. It's that easy. It's that easy. But if you don't, then cast them out of my church. And this is the consequences. Is you're grouped in that second group, the second trump, those that never knew him. And you're grouped in with the devil and his angels. If you don't, I, I just, the choice is pretty clear what you have to do, what is required of us. You know, I'm, I'm a very good repenter and I'm very good at asking for forgiveness. When you look at it in this context, especially, um, I've had a lot of practice. 
So I have also on page 157, other books write the words that I speak. So that's this note in the margins on, that goes back to 157. And then they have that written next to verse 142. And it came to pass when Alman had heard these words, he wrote them down that, uh, that he might have them, that he might judge the people of that church according to the commandments of God. So the, the these revelations from God are written down. These people, Alma didn't know what to do, and he, and he caused it to be written, right? He, he wrote it down, that he got direction from God, and this is what you're going to do. And so we didn't have this situation before. And so he wrote it down, and there's books that are going to be written about the things that Christ or God spoke to, to men, and they're going to write it down. And here's an example uh, verse 149, and they did admonish their brethren, and they were also admonished, every one by the word of God, according to his sins, or to the sins which he had committed, being commanded of God to pray without ceasing, and to give thanks in all things. Pray without ceasing. That's the only part that's highlighted, but this was a, a commandment, and they were admonished by the Spirit of God, pray without ceasing. Just uh, and we we saw earlier that they had a prayer in their heart when they couldn't uh, utter it. They always had a prayer in their heart to pray without ceasing. That's your bumper sticker verse. If I had one for this chapter, it's it's the uh, not really fair because I I only took three words out of a very long verse. But pray without ceasing is the thought or the bumper sticker that I would make out of chapter eleven. Uh, verse 154, that every man should esteem his neighbor as himself, laboring with their own hands for their support. And 155, yea, and all their priests and teachers should labor with their own hands for their support. I also have references in the margin for John chapter 10, verses 11 through 13, and Acts chapter 20, verses 30 for, through 35. The ministry were not paid ministers, they labored for their support. I guess also tied to that verse, the end of it, the except in sickness or in much want. So there are that, that stipulation that there are reasons to support men and ministry, or for that matter, anybody, if they're in sickness or much want there, there are uh, reasons to, to not require that of your, of your ministry. And, and for our, uh, I think widows and, and other, other cases, uh, let's go to, and so the, the point of that is that because that exists, there there are certain exceptions to the rule. Verse uh, 165, nevertheless, he cried again, saying, Alma, arise and stand forth. This It's 165 through 176, this whole story. I'm going to read it again to you. Nevertheless, he cried again, saying, Alma, arise and stand forth, for why persecutest thou the church of God for the Lord hath said, this is my church and I will establish it and nothing shall overthrow it. Save it is the transgression of my people. He said that in first Nephi twice, uh, once in second Nephi, there are scripture references that go back to that. If so much as you, uh, follow his commandments, you will be blessed. And if you don't, if there's no, the transgressions of your people, uh, you will not be blessed. And again, the angel said, behold, the Lord hath heard the prayers of his people. And also the prayers of his servant Alma, who is thy father, for he has prayed with much faith concerning thee, that thou mightest be brought to the knowledge of the truth. Therefore, for this purpose have I come to convince thee of the power and authority of God, that the prayers of his servants might be answered according to their faith. Now, let's stop there. Alma had Alma had a great connection to God, right? He had... There's examples here where whatever, whoever you don't forgive, I won't forgive. And with that, that bond, that authority that God gave him, Alma has been praying constantly for his son and God answered his prayers said, okay, I'll do something about it. And I think the the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So we have plenty of uh, evidence that Alma was a righteous man and he was pouring his heart out for his son. So there's a lot of, lot to that a father praying for his son. I don't know, just that, and the end result is, okay, Alma, I'll do this for you. And what does he do? He sends an angel who just strikes him dumb. And that's the kind of blessing that as fathers, maybe we're, we're looking for. And when we hear this story, Alma rejoices when he gets the news. So let's continue at 170. And now behold, can you dispute the power of God? For behold, doth not my voice shake the earth? And can you not also behold me before you? Am I sent from God? 
and and I am sent from God. Now I say unto thee, Go, and remember the captivity of thy fathers in the land of Helam and in the land of Nephi, and remember how great things he has done for them. He's giving them examples of in the history, and, and angels talking to him and preaching and probably in my mind the same things that he knows. He already knows. He knows these stories, and and. He either he's he's disres- I don't know who, what he's going around saying, but he's disrespecting them and causing people to be led away. And the angel appears and he tells them these stories. And, and, and so I think that's interesting that he he references that. And, and now I say unto thee, Alma, go thy way and seek to destroy the church no more, that their prayers may be answered. And this even if thou wilt of thyself be cast off. And now it came to pass that these were the last words which the angel spake unto Alma, and he departed. So that whole section is highlighted where this Alma showed up, or this angel showed up to Alma. And I, and other parts of the Book of Mormon, I'm going to go back and say, page 287, where the angel appears. And it's highlighted here, so that, and all these verses are highlighted, so that later in the Book of Mormon, I can say, angel, page 287. And then I have in the book, angel, page 287, on on page 287, and then highlighted on the side, and then the verses that are highlighted. Because this is an important aspect, a point in the history of uh, the Book of Mormon. And so I reference this uh, from other places, so I can flip right to it. You know, remember that part with the angel talked to him? Oh, you don't remember? Let me tell you that. Flip. We're here. It's on page 287, and now it's highlighted. So this is the story, and that's why it's there. There's a The content has a few good parts to it, but the whole story is highlighted so that I can say to people, this is that story. Next highlight I have is on page 288, uh, verses 185 through 188. And it came to pass, after they had fasted and prayed for the space of two days and two nights, the limbs of Alma received their strength, and he stood up and began to speak unto them, bidding them to be of good comfort. For said he, I have repented of my sins, and have been redeemed of the Lord. Behold, I am born of the Spirit. And the Lord said unto me, Marvel not that all mankind, yea, men and women, all nations, kindreds, tongue, and people, must be born again. Yea, born of God, changed from their carnal and fallen state to a state of righteousness, being redeemed of God, becoming his sons and daughters, and thus they become new creatures, and unless they do this, they can in no wise inherit the kingdom of God. So this is what happens. This is the the brilliant uh, revelation, the, the light bulb moment that Alma comes out of this uh, this comatose condition with, that we all have to be different. Every human being has to be different from what they are. They cannot be human. They have to overcome their humanness. They cannot be carnal. They have to overcome that carnal state. They have to be more like God. They cannot be the way they are. They have to be born again, born of the Spirit. And this one Integr- you know, this one change, this one idea, this one belief has to be taught to us. We have to change ourselves. We have to change ourselves. Let's say it that way. And this is the, the, the thing that he wakes from this coma with, this thought. So I highlight it because this is an important thought. If a guy is being torn apart, racked with the grief of his uh Sorrow, you know, there's a a verse 192. I have this highlighted too. I was in the darkest abyss. That's how he described it. And and there's other thing, the gall of bitterness and and description of what he was going through. And when he comes out of it, now I behold the marvelous light of God. And the the revelation he has, that light bulb moment, this, this new man that he is, is he's saying, I have a message and all people need to be changed. We have to be new creatures. And that's what he goes about spending the rest of his life trying to do is teach us to be new creatures. And that's, that's an important lesson. So I have those four verses highlighted. If I could be struck down by an angel and wake up with the message, I would probably want to go do what Alma did and teach everybody that message. This is, this is important that he woke up with this thought in his heart. And so we should highlight it. We should write it down. I also have that fasted and prayed. The people were fasted and prayed for him. Verse 201, traveling round about throughout, through, through all the land, publishing to all the people the things which they had heard and seen, and preaching the word of God in much tribulation, being greatly persecuted by those who were unbelievers, being smitten by many of them. So this is what happens after you have this uh, change. And, and a lot of this... Uh, 
everybody knows this is kind of like Saul's conversion, right? Uh, that's in Acts chapter 8, 9, and 13. So I have that written on this page too. But when you're running around being different from what you were, all the people who knew you before, you know, there you're going to get just, you're going to get it double barrels, right? Of both barrels of everybody's uh, attention and grief and, and the, the way they describe it, they were uh, persecuted with much tribulation, more so than the regular churchgoers, because you converted. You used to be on our team, and now you're you're now you're one of those Christians, and they get it really bad. But I have a word publish uh, publishing to to put it in writing to sign it with your name. That there's something significant about that they went throughout all the land publishing to all the people the things which they had heard and seen. That's kind of more than just telling that's more than just preaching if you publish it you're willing to stand by it put your name on it for all the world to see that you know it's a big deal if you get published somewhere it, your your name is recognized uh, professionally and so if you're willing to put your put your name on it you know that's that's a big deal and and to put your name on it put it in writing uh when i think of that i think of the guys at the front of the book of mormon who put their name on it the the witnesses and it's still published. Okay, in verse 203, we have the four names of uh, the sons of Mosiah. And four of them were the sons of Mosiah. Their names were Ammon and Aaron and Omner and Himni. Alma and these four sons of Mosiah were like a, a team of, I don't know, just they were knuckleheads doing the wrong thing. And they, they change. And they, I could, I, there's so many of us teenager kids and knuckleheads that go through that phase, not to the extent that these kids did, but we go through that part of our lives where we're just knuckleheads. If, if you're, I can relate to this. Let me phrase it that way. Maybe not everybody is, but you go through this and now you have to eat crow. And these guys, they step up to the plate and they, they try to undo what they did. And these five guys, I could see you know, if I thought I could name it on my hands, I could say, well, it'd be this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. If I, if I could think of the five of us who are doing this, I know the five I would name. And I could see the five of us trying to undo what we were doing, right? Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, that you were uh, bad guys. But how many of us had those that that team of friends or, or in the church that we grew up with? I just, I just liken this to... If this was me and my buddies someday, someday going around uh, uh, in this position, it, it kind of I can relate to it. I, I stumbled over that message, but but uh, I think you kind of understand, or at least it's highlighted for for maybe it makes no sense to anyone else but me. But uh, I have my my uh, guys who I'd be in getting into trouble with, and if those same guys were around me, I would go and convinced and convicted like I was, it would be such a joyful team of Avengers, if you will, going around undoing the things that we've done and ready to tackle anything. Cause I know I've got those guys next to me. Cause those are the guys I've gone through my whole life with. Those are the guys who know me and, and know all my jokes. They're the guys that are my, my best friends in the world. And I would love if they were my teammates and, and doing it for God now. I just think that they have a, they have this uh, camaraderie, and we're gonna see it later. And I, I think that's maybe that's the whole point of this is because I know what they do and what they what kind of friendship they had. So there's chapter eleven and chapter ten. For my yoke is easy.